0: This is episode 67. It's called Shopping Bags. People who make errands icky.
1: Speaking of shopping bags, do you remember there was that show? I think it was probably late 80s, maybe 90s. I can't quite remember. And it was called The Shopping Bags. And it was these two two women from out west. And they would, I can't remember what the, I don't know, they shopped, obviously, I think they were like finding deals or something like that. I can't remember. But I do know that my husband uh, cavorted with one of the shopping bags. I don't know what to what to what degree they were cavorting. But that just that just popped back into my memory. Anyway, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, this episode is about shopping and specifically, how much Avery adores shopping, like you have no idea. Just, just ask me how excited she is about Black Friday coming up. <laughs> over the moon, I am more of a Cyber Monday kind of gal over here, if anything, because shopping is not my bag, so to speak. Anyway, Avery being the curious, very social creature that she is, it makes complete sense why she would be attracted to busy, bustling stores and, you know, thumbing through clothing racks and browsing and all that kind of stuff. So this episode is specifically about how we have tried to accommodate her desire to go out and about shopping with her friends with some degree of independence. Because as a 16-year-old now, most teens are out cruising the mall with their babysitting money and they're buying cute things and they're hanging out in the food court. And obviously, Avery wants to do that too, and she should be allowed to do that. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about why Avery out shopping or doing anything really out in the community by herself can be problematic. I'll even add somewhat dangerous in many ways. So I have a few examples to share of a couple of recent experiences that will illustrate why, unfortunately, this is the case. And I'm going to explain how we're trying to navigate this by making accommodations some, some little tweaks, you know? And if you're interested, I just posted a reel on Instagram that demonstrates one of the safely independent strategies that we've been using for a while now.
0: Hey everyone, it's a very bright life. It sure is. Your life is so bright. I gotta wear shades. We are so happy that you're here with us. Let's do this thing.
1: So one of the biggest and most obvious stumbling blocks for us in terms of sending Avery out on her own in the community is potential medical emergencies. And that pretty much goes without saying. Like obviously, if she should have a seizure that requires medical intervention, strangers might not recognize what is happening with her or know what to do. And also, there are tripping and falling risks which continue and concerns about choking if she's out and about and she's eating something. So those are tricky. And will this always be the case for her? I hope not. I don't I'm going to go on the I'm going to err on the side of positivity and say no. We're going to get through this and she's going to she's going to be she's going to be out and about on her own in no time. So let's just go with that. But for now, having a responsible adult close by in case of one of those medical emergencies. It's a non-negotiable for right now. There's also, with her, just the general lack of awareness regarding strangers and personal safety. And as we have discussed in a previous episode, the probability of a disabled person being assaulted or abused is higher for them than in the non-disabled community. And if you would like, you can listen to that alarming episode, if you haven't already. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. Fun times. Anyway, Avery is so ridiculously sweet and trusting, and she's, she's also incredibly naive. And although that is a beautiful, wonderful thing in terms of her gentle nature, it does set her up for some potentially negative outcomes, if you know what I'm saying. Plus, her inability to to focus sometimes causes her to get lost or to get very confused about where she is, which she comes by that, honestly, because just FYI, my nickname in university was wrong way. So (laughs) my friend would say, Lisa, which way to the whatever? And I'd be like, this way. And she would about face and go the opposite direction, confident that Whatever the opposite of what I said was correct. And she was almost always right. Anyway, so Avery, yeah, she gets lost. She steps out into traffic because she's not focusing or paying attention. And so that's kind of scary. Like, so one time uh, recently, this is last week, we were walking home from the park and I said, Avery, take it away and I'll let her lead the way home. Right. And we've walked to and from this park probably 10,000 times. So she's like, yep. And off we go. She's confident she knows where she's going, just like her mother, wrong way. And let's just put it this way. If I had not stepped in to redirect, we would have probably ended up in, I don't know, Albuquerque or something like that. I just like to say the word Albuquerque. Anyway, (laughs) there are also uh, significant communication challenges. So when you have a speech delay or a speech disorder... It can be very difficult to communicate your needs and your wants and your questions with people when you're just out about in the community. So having a helper can be it can be good in circumstances where there is frustration or confusion around speech. And oh my Lanta, I have a really, really, really good, 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 game-changing, awesome tool for this exact situation, but I'm saving it for next week because it's that good. It needs to have its own episode pretty much. So you got to come back for that. Anyway, this is not to say that Avery cannot successfully make her way around the community. It is not hopeless. It's never hopeless. And we have found some really great tools and strategies that have been really helpful. And I'm going to talk in depth about four of those specifically including the one that I just alluded to. And I'll put all four of these strategies in one episode. Because Oh, I said it's going to be next week. Sorry, not next week. We're doing episodes every two weeks now. So that'll be coming up on December 3rd, and I'm really excited about it. So uh, on Instagram, that reel I was talking about, it demonstrates one of the ways that we've been able to give Avery a feeling of independence and to be able to experience Just hanging out with her friends and doing all of the typical things like walking to the store to buy some treats, um, going to the store on her own to buy her mom a pack of smokes. (laughs) Just kidding. That would be 1973. Um, No, but just going and doing the things that teenage youngsters do. Um, And in this reel, you can see uh, Avery walking along with her friends. And she even does this little happy skip mid-stride in the video. It's so sweet. Anyway, they had their wallets and they were heading over to the drugstore where they ended up spending 45 minutes inside deciding what drinks and snacks to get. (laughs) And then they went over to Starbucks and Avery treated all of her friends to hot chocolate. And then they sat outside on a bench and they just sipped their drinks and just chatted before they headed home. And this was just a completely typical teen scenario. The only difference was that Avery's dog and I, uh, we walked behind them all the way to the store um, and all the way back. And we didn't go into the store. I waited outside until they were finished shopping. Did I mention they were inside for 45 minutes? (laughs) And then the dog and I followed behind them as they went to the coffee shop. And then we waited outside again. They brought us nothing, not even a puppuccino. Can you believe it? Anyway, they got their orders and then they came out and then they sat on a bench. And I sat on my own bench away from them while they were chatting and stuff. And I was laughing because they kept trying to talk to me. And I would say, excuse me, I do not know you. I am just some random stranger. Please stop talking to me. (laughs) It's just a little bit of silly banter. But the point is I was there, but not really, you know? And when I said I followed behind them, Avery and I had already discussed and agreed upon an appropriate distance. So I would be far enough away so that she felt independent, but close enough that I could still see her from a distance. And that if she were to need my help, for whatever reason, I would be close by. So we've done this a few times and it's been really successful. And I was talking to her before this episode started about you know what this would be about and what we would be talking about. And I wish I had recorded our whole conversation because that's where the gold was. But I did get this one snippet and she basically said that Yes, I love doing that with my friends, but she would like to try this now without her friends and she wants to ride her trike to Shoppers Drug Mart by herself and do her own shopping. I can still follow behind. So if she's riding her trike, I'm going to have to run. So <laughs> that's a video in itself. Anyway, here's what she had to say about that.
0: I w- I, I want to do my own because I wanted to be on my own because my friends are really good friends but actually i want to i want to do my things on on my own to go to shop and to do on my trike and then i I want to go in there to buy something like candy or sugar or <laughs> or or tea or anything please <laughs>
1: Okay, the part about her wanting to go in and buy candy and sugar, as you could hear, made me laugh out loud. God, I love this kid. But you can hear the earnest, heartfelt desire to be able to do things on her own. And we're going to get there. Right now, I like the fact that she's going with two friends. She has two friends who are very, um, I want to say, street smart. Can you say that I don't know, but they just—they know what's what, and so I feel confident when she's in Shoppers Drug Mart for forty-five minutes um, out of my eye line. I feel confident when she's with them because they know what to do if something should happen, and so I think we're going to keep doing that. Um, and if you want to see that little reel of that outing of them going to the store, it's a little shaky. I was trying to walk the dog and keep up with the girls and film, so it wasn't my smoothest cam- camera work, but it is really cute and. Actually, I think the word cute is infantilizing. I've been told that before. So it's not cute. It's sweet and it's empowering. Let's just say that. So go take a look. I think I can link the reel in the show notes. Perhaps I'll try to do that. And if I've learned anything about the internet, I'm assuming that after watching, at least one person will come after me to claim that I'm, I don't know, encroaching on her independence or that it's creepy to be following kids (laughs) or whatever. But what choice do I have though? because there are legitimate safety concerns, and I don't think I'm overreacting. But when, when you hear some of the examples coming up next of times when Avery has been at risk out in the community, I think it might become more clear. So she's 16. She wants her independence. So this, you know, walking behind her is a compromise for now that seems to be working well for both of us. So anyway, on to the examples. Okay, so a few months ago, and this one's, this one's just creepy even thinking about it now. We went to Walmart. It was a hot day in the fall because climate change. but I digress. Um, Avery was wearing short, uh, snug jean shorts and a tank top. And I guess that could be considered revealing, but it was a hot day. So I think anyone who has a problem with that or would suggest that she was wearing something that meant she asked for it, well I don't I don't think any of those people would be listening to this podcast anyway, so there are those people, but you are not them. Anyway, we walked into the store and I go to grab a cart and Avery goes on in through the doors and when I wheeled up behind her, I spotted this man And I would say he was probably in his forties or so, and he was standing quite close to her and he was staring her up and down, up and down, up and down. And I can't even begin to describe how blatantly, like just how pervy and creepy it was. And he was all but licking his lips. It was disgusting. And I thought for sure, as soon as I stood beside her, and then he realized that she wasn't alone, that her mom was right beside her, that he would feel busted and he would move on. But no, it took him a good few seconds before he stopped ogling her under his disgusting pedophile gaze. So I just grabbed grabbed her by the neck. I grabbed her around the shoulders, and I looked him square in the face, and I said, come on, Avery, let's go. Which, saying that now makes me realize that I gave a potential predator my ch- my child's name. Nice one. So I definitely could have done better there. But anyway, bygones. So we escaped down an aisle and we just carried on doing our thing. And then I, I thought that was the end of it. But he followed us around the store the entire time that we were there. And so we'd be looking at the yogurt and I would look up and I would see him skulking and staring. And then he would suddenly reappear again at the opposite end of the store or wh- wherever we were. And he never said anything. He just stood there and stared at Avery. And God, just talking about it makes me feel sick. And it did occur to me that maybe this man was neurodiverse or he had some kind of invisible disability because you never know. So maybe I made ableist assumptions about him. And I think that's part of the reason why I didn't report him to the store manager because I couldn't be 100% sure of his intentions. Plus, there's that whole victim self-gaslighting thing, if that's even what you would call it. Just when we question ourselves, primarily as women, we question ourselves and we wonder if maybe we're making a big deal out of nothing. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, it was possible that he was completely harmless. But regardless. It made me really question what would have happened if Avery had been on her own in the store. So that keeps me up at night. Also, a few days before this, Avery's dad and I were talking about the possibility of starting to let her take solo excursions into bigger stores. Because to this point, we have let her go into smaller stores. and I've made a couple of reels about this where Avery can go into a store by herself but they're all—they're always smaller stores with a large front window, so I can see her when she's in the store. And I always—I <clears throat> always scope out if there are other customers in the store first too. And I—I I know where all the exits are, so she can't be snatched out the back <laughs> of the store. And we always choose stores where the cashiers or the cl- or the clerks know Avery, so I feel like there's an extra set of of friendly eyes on her. You know what I mean? And after this, um, plus all the, um, the news stories, Sorry, I'm distracted by something in the window. Plus all the news stories lately about human trafficking in malls. Have you heard of this? Oh, so yeah, we put life skill practice like this on hold for a bit. So yeah, I mean, stranger danger probably isn't as big of a threat in reality as it is in my head, but I am not willing to take that risk. Not when Avery can easily achieve a A level of independence that she's quite happy with for now. um, But more safely when her mom and dad or her brother or a family friend or whoever is observing her from afar. So we're just going to go with that for now. So, okay. So yeah, there's Walmart perv. And then, okay, here's the second example. So Avery and I were at the drugstore. I I swear to God, we are there probably 11 times a week. All of the pharmacists and all of the cashiers know (laughs) know us by name. It's like, cheers. We walk in and they're like, no. That's only funny if you know the show Cheers. When was that? Even I think it was the '90s. Do you remember like Ted Danson and Shelley Long and Cliff Clavin? I loved that show. Yeah. So, um, where was I? I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh yeah. So we're at the drugstore, and just a couple of years ago, they put in one of those pods of those self checkout kiosks, and they're a really great way to avoid talking to people, which I enjoy. And they're also great for practicing money skills and following directions and things like that. So this one afternoon, we were checking some stuff out and it wasn't busy at all. Like there's three checkouts in this little pod area, plus the regular cashier lineup, right? And there was one person in line. So we're doing our thing and Avery's scanning our few items and we're talking about how you need to make sure that you've only scanned each item one time and also looking to make sure the right item was scanned and the price looks about right and how to get the receipt emailed to you instead of printed, that kind of thing. We're not taking any longer than normal, really. We're just talking through the steps. And I hear this loud, like, <sighs> fuck. coming from the man in the super long line of one, of one whole person, him. And understandably, he had been waiting about 90 seconds at this point. So I can understand why he would have been so frustrated. He clearly was super important, like a very, very busy, busy man. So my thoughts and prayers are with him. But um, yeah, so we continue doing our stuff, we bag our stuff up, and we start to walk away. And as as we're leaving the kiosk, He's walking quite briskly towards us and Avery cut him off. So, whoops. And he goes, "Oh my god," and muttered something, and I was like, "Are you freaking are you freaking kidding me, anger management man? Seriously?" And so, in my usual passive-aggressive style, which I've mastered, I should teach a masterclass on that, I said to Avery, "Oh dear, some people are very impatient. Avery, you did nothing wrong." Some people just don't have any manners. Let's go or some shit like that. (laughs) And then I didn't look back because I talk a big talk, but if I were to be approached and called on that, I would, I would crumble. I would crumble like a cookie. So yeah. So I was thinking, okay, so let's say Avery's in there with her friends and they come across an individual like this. How is she going to navigate that? She probably would do much better than her passive aggressive mother. So now that I'm thinking about it, forget that example. It doesn't, It doesn't apply. Here's my, here's my final example for now. We were at uh, a grocery store near us and I was there specifically on a mission to find some calming sleepy time tea. So I'm standing looking at all the different teas and I'm trying to figure out which one is the most calming, which one. And the opposite side of the aisle was the cookie display. So Avery who loves those bear claws more than anything, but I rarely ever let her get them because they've got a lot of really nasty preservatives in them. Anyway, uh, so she's looking at those, looking at them, looking at them. So I'm scanning the calming teas and I hear from behind me, what are you looking at? And so, of course, I spin on my heel and I see this woman glaring at Avery, asking her what she's looking at. And Avery's just like, uh, uh, uh. And I said, and she caught me off guard. And I wish I had some kind of like amazing story to tell you how I stood up for my child. But I just said, oh my goodness. I said, she's just looking at the, she was trying to see around you to look at the cookies. And she huffed and she stormed off. And I was thinking, what the hell? I am just here mining my own beeswax, looking for some calming tea. And this happened. So all I can think of is that this was a few weeks back when people weren't wearing masks as much and so she and I were wearing a mask and this woman wasn't did she think that Avery was staring at her because she was mask shaming her or is it because this woman was a person of color and we are two white chicks at the store and maybe she thought it was like a racial thing or something and i just wanted to say lady this child like is pure of heart and is so inclusive and kind i don't know i don't know what you're thinking anyway point of that is um What if she had, what if Avery was in the store by herself and she encountered this type of person? How is Avery going to advocate for herself? How is she going to protect herself? If you had seen Avery's face, she was so hurt by this woman's, this woman's voice was very aggressive. Her body language was like, rah. And Avery kind of did like a, uh, right? And I mean, I did not um, knock it out of the park in any way, shape or form in terms of being an advocate either, because this woman was kind of scary and she took me off guard and poor Avery was just trying to communicate that she was looking at the bear claws. And if I had had my act together, I would have retracted my bear claws and advocated properly for my child. However, this woman went on her way. I never saw her again. She's clearly dealing with whatever. So, but my point is, um, when Avery's left to her own devices and has to communicate and explain whatever situation, it's more challenging when you have a speech delay and all of that. So again, her mom is there and I will continue to be there as long as she needs me. So that's all I have to say about that. Okay. So thank you for listening. Um, If you would like to tune in next time um, on December 3rd, we have a very exciting An important episode coming up. First of all, it will be our very first officially sponsored episode. (laughs) What? How cool is that? It makes me so happy. And when you hear who the sponsor is, it's even more exciting. I want to say who it is, but I want to keep it a surprise. I feel like Kristen Wiig on Saturday Night Live. You know that character where she's like Sue, where she's like, (sighs) she can't handle a surprise. You know that one? Anyway, so funny. I feel like her, but I'm not going to say it because. Want to I want to do it justice and talk about it from beginning, middle, and end because it's so great. Anyway, tune in next week and we will be talking about four strategies and some hands-on specific tools, like things that you can easily do that we are doing that help make Avery's independence in the community just easier and definitely safer and just and a lot more fun. So I'd love it if you came back and listened in. That will be next. When will that be? December 3rd. So we will talk to you then.
0: Bye. How does Shrek like his eggs? How does how does Shrek like his eggs? Ogre easy. Like over easy. Ogre easy, but it's over easy. <laughs> Thanks, Avery. Thanks, Mom. Thanks for
1: listening. Your support means so much to us. So thank you so much for sharing the podcast and for leaving us comments and reviews. We really appreciate it. We are just thrilled to see this bright, beautiful community growing in this way. And if you know somebody who you think might enjoy this podcast, perhaps a disability family or just somebody who likes to chat, please send them our way. And if you'd like to leave us a comment, or if you have questions or topic suggestions, you can leave us a comment on our podcast page on our website, which is linked in the show notes. Or, if you want to get super fancy, you can leave us an audio message on the Anchor app. I know, it's super cool. Okay, thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.